Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Prime Podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. And uh, today we are viewing the 43rd episode of Transformers Prime, Out of the Past. Time for flashbacks. Woo! Time for, oh, are you sure this isn't a rerun? It starts out like a rerun. <laughs> no, it is in fact... I, uh, I thought that my discs were out of order. Oh. Uh-huh. I'm actually curious if this was named after the movie Out of the Past, uh, which is maybe my favorite film noir. Maybe. Uh, Robert Mitchum, <laughs> Jane Greer, Kirk Douglas. Ooh. Uh, beautiful <laughs> chiaroscuro cinematography. I don't know, man. Does stuff blow up? I only watch movies where things blow up. I mean, emotions blow up. Yeah. Bunch of guys get shot. Uh, the, the, oh, okay. There are very few noir movies where things blow up. I mean, um. White Heat, I guess, at the end. I finally made it my top of the world. And there's a giant explosion. Yeah. I do like giant explosions. Anyway, so uh, this was written by Mike Johnson, who previously wrote Partners, and apparently works for uh, prime producers Orsi and Kurtzman. Uh-huh. Oh. Interesting. And he wrote a bunch of the tie-ins, uh, the comics tie-ins, and he also oh. uh, co-wrote Star Trek vs. Transformers. Oh, interesting. Which I quite enjoyed. Oh, well, that's good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Just, just, just my, my, my rating of his associate Orsi and Kurtzman, like, their track record has been going down over time. Well, I can't <laughs> remember which one is... There's one who's obsessed with certain things, like people having, like, healing blood, and also <laughs> maybe the go- Also maybe Bush did 9-11. Oh. He's a weird uh, conspiracy theorist. I don't, yeah, I don't remember which one that is. I can't remember if that's the same guy who directed The Mummy. <laughs> like oh, the new one? About that. Yes, the new one. Yes, the, the one with uh, Tom Cruise. Not the fun one with um, Rachel Weisz. Brendan. And Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser, yes. And Arnold Vosloo. Oh, well, Ooh. I don't know who that is. He's the mummy. The oh, titular okay. mummy. But I told you I hadn't seen it. So. Oh, you haven't seen it. It's actually really... very fun. I don't think I've properly sat down and watched it, no. Yeah, the, the, the first one's okay, the second one's yeah, the third one, not really. The second one doesn't even have Rachel Weiss. <laughs> oh. Also, not enough mummies. <laughs> no. Insufficient well, third one mummies. actually have mummies at all. It has, like, ancient terracotta warriors or something. I think there's... I think and maybe Jet Li's a mummy in that. Hey, you know how this all ties back to this episode? The Rock. Yes, that's right. Sort of, kind it's of. actually not actually sort in the episode. Of. Uh, really? 
They really might want to consider, like, if they're going to do stunt casting, that they then be mindful of of whether they're going to need that character for flashbacks or something. But this guy does a pretty good job. Yes. So anyway, we, we open with uh, Arcee, who has been captured by Starscream, which is interesting because the last time we saw Starscream, uh, he was on the bottom of the ocean inside a giant robot suit. Oh. Yep. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. What is this? What's going on? Oh. Yeah. I mean, you should probably have been clued in by the fact that the episode was t- entitled Out of the Past. Yes. Because, yeah, uh, Starscream wants, you know, he wants the codes to decrypt uh, this Autobot transmission. And she tells him to, you know, basically, uh, you know, go pound sand. And mm-hmm. he's all, yeah, no, but I've got another prisoner. And it's Cliff Jumper. <gasps> oh, hey, so I did just go ahead and pull up. I pulled up this guy on IMDb mostly because I was curious as to whether he had, like, whether it was like a Lorenzo Music Bill Murray thing. (laughs) 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 Like, didn't they do, like, a Scorpion King cartoon? Like, was he in that? They did do a Mummy cartoon. I don't think he... I I think it was just after the first one, though. So they didn't have, like, the Scorpion King and the characters from the other... I, I think this is the first time he has doubled... For um, for the Rock, which is surprising because I know or, they do a lot of uh, like Rob Paulson, Jim Carrey. Yes, because they do a lot of <laughs> wrestling video games, and it doesn't appear that he is in any of them. But he does have a he is a regular on How to Get Away with Murder. Yeah, and he was in like yeah he's he was in Cloverfield. Yes, don't talk to me <laughs> about Cloverfield. <laughs> I can't uh, deal with Cloverfield. Yeah, you can't watch. It. I, I, I kind of enjoyed it, although it was in the drought before good Godzilla movies. That oh my god, King of the Monsters is coming. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway, the actor's name is Billy Brown, and he does a very credible impression of The Rock. Yeah. yeah. Also, I'm seeing that he was in Race to Witch Mountain, which had The Rock in it. Oh, that's right. Oh yeah. Oh. So he, he has met the rock. Presumably. Anyway, so uh so now we cut back uh to uh to the Autobot base where Miko uh, Bulkhead is out of his coma and Miko is somehow his physiotherapist. Yeah, she is not good at it. She's I mean, she seems like she's probably a good, like, drill instructor. Uh, yeah. But rough a at drill instructor is not a physical therapist. No, I mean, I guess, you know, she's just going to have to live with them like Daphne on Frasier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like, Ratchet has to tell her to calm the F down. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, Bulkhead's got a lot of body to move can't just like i mean that that's gotta make it worse like that's a lot to try to balance i mean i guess he's got stumpy little legs and probably yes. a very low center of gravity yeah i mean you know the, the, he was both shot and poisoned yeah hmm. like leave him alone but no she's very concerned about his well-being and that means that she's going to yell at him to walk more yeah she's not very good at being a physical therapist she's the worst so anyway, she just ends up, you know, storming out and RC goes with her and she's all, Hey, you know, uh, something like 
why don't I tell you about something that happened to me that is kind of relevant to what's going on. Also, Although, she yells at Bumblebee on the way out, and yelling at Bumblebee is just always the 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 least sympathetic thing you can do. Yeah. Oh, right. She's she's yelling at Bumblebee, but she manages to walk through his legs, like determined as hell. Yes. Yeah, that was a cool shot. Poor kid. <laughs> I'm not sure which one of them I even mean. <laughs> Bumblebee is also a poor kid. So yeah, they they you know they so they start talking about Cliff Jumper, and it's weird that we started the, f- the flashback in the cold open. Yeah, because it's like we, I mean, we now join this flashback already in progress. It's <laughs> yeah, visually it's interesting, but story wise it's confusing. Yeah, yeah, it's like pretty much every time they attempt this kind of out of sequence cold open, like Bulkhead suddenly being in the Nemesis. Yeah. So anyway, the, um, Cliff Jumper's tossed in a cell with RC. You know, they're, they're sort of both doing some scouting work and, you know, neither of them will talk. And Star, nope. and Starscream is real mad about this because at, remember at this time he is in charge of the Decepticons. Well, Cliff Jumper will talk, which is sort of the, the problem, <laughs> the biggest problem RC has with him. He just won't say anything that they want to hear. Yes, he won't stop talking. Like, so, this is anyway, Cliff Jumper, not Blue Streak. Well, he's not on this show. Yeah. No. But we will be introduced to another chatty character, I think, in the very next episode. Oh, no. <laughs> he's not that bad. He's Nolan North. Well, the second season is where I was missing episodes and sort of falling off. Listen, we watched two seasons of a show that had Night Scream in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but at least Night Scream was in interesting stories, and he was fucking up in interesting ways, like making friends with Megatron. He's still less, he's way less annoying, or way more annoying I, than this new okay. character. Night Scream is yes. more annoying. I, I think I'm less interested in the new character next episode. Well, we, we will find out. We'll discover this together. He N- is yes, a little forgettable. I barely remember him existing. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I remember him being charming and also Nolan North. <laughs> so 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 they're on the Nemesis and start you know Starscream is sweating out about not being able to you know uh, figure out this transmission, and so Soundwave, ever helpful, is all why don't we take him down to the surface? And Starscream doesn't want to do this because he knows well, who's on the surface. And then he just so, points out the window and we see oh they're orbiting Cybertron. That's neat. Yes. Like the horrible burned out wreckage of Cybertron. Also, then Soundwave plays back Starscream's own statement about the importance of this information to him, and Starscream's like, fine, asshole. So they take him down to the base, and oh, hey, new character alert. It's Shockwave. (gasps) It's great, because um... he's coming down this hallway, and there's like this, this drawn out shot of it, and you just see this single big red eye. Yes, uh, it's it's a good entrance, but like, are we like halfway into the episode now already? And well, he Shadowway doesn't get a line yet. No, he's not chatting. Sure what matters, but like there um, there's stuff happening in this episode, but there's also not a lot happening in this episode. Which I don't know. The last the last chunk of episodes have been a lot of action, and my notes have been getting more and more sparse. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's more notes in this episode because I always love a shockwave. <clears throat> yeah. 
And, uh, anyway, he, we are first introduced before we even see him. We see he's got like a big couple tables full of gross looking surgical instruments. Also, yes. as, as a very, uh, deep dive pop culture reference, it just made me think of the bit from like the original Powerpuff Girls with one of the gangrene gang who has like one eye and someone points that out and he's like, I got one eye. <laughs> and just, okay. just made I, me think of Shockwave. Big Billy. I don't have any trivia other than that, other than a mem- another member of the Gangrene Gang is now in Gorillas, which is confusing as hell to me. <laughs> it makes I me think, oh, maybe that. I, sh- maybe I should buy the new Gorillas album, but every Gorillas album since the first, after the first one has disappointed me. I've only really liked the mm. first one and a couple of random songs. Also, I looked up the the character in question who I was trying to remember, and he was voiced by Jeff Bennett. Of course he was. (laughs) But yay, the fun has started. Dr. Shockwave is here to give shock therapy. And and Starscream is trying to talk to him, and Shockwave is not cooperating. So, Shockwave is David Sobolov this time around. Yes, depth charge himself. Yay! My favorite Batman. What? He was Batman? When the hell was that? No, Depth Charge was Batman. Oh, right. I just that confused the hell out of me. I, I kind of don't like this Shockwave voice. He's not cold and clinical enough. Yeah, he's not really David Warner enough. <clears throat> yeah. But it's not bad. It just could no, be more David just... Warner. Yeah, it's just and not by David Warner, to. I mean Corey Burton. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, Corey Burton doing David Warner. Yes. Which, amusingly, um, when they did uh, those Kingdom Hearts games and they had like a Tron level, I guess they couldn't uh-huh. get David Warner, so they just had Corey Burton do the Shockwave voice. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, yeah, he does eventually talk, and yeah, it's kind of like a, it's, he's, it's a very sort of flat, deep oh, your it's it, what it it made me think actually of uh, wharf was yeah it's wharf a little kind of voice kind of i just what we've already seen well i've seen david sobolov twice this year in movies i realize <gasps> in, in bumblebee he's blitzwing oh right yes. and he, he's also in battle angel alita oh uh-huh. like in person or voicing the guy uh, I'm guessing voicing a giant cyborg dude. Okay. Would be my, it, the name is Centurion. He should be in more stuff. He's not a bad looking guy. No, I mean, he's kind of a no. big bald guy, so he could definitely be like a henchman. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of like Worf, but if Worf talked about logic all the time instead of honor. Yes. So I guess if Worf <laughs> was a Vulcan, which I guess just makes him Tuvok. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I, one thing that just really struck me about this shockwave design, it's a very traditional shockwave design, you know, with prime touches to it. His eye is extra huge. Uh, they have not yet progressed to Cyberverse Shockwave with, with his permanent scowl, which I love so much. (laughs) Here comes Mr. Angry Eye. (laughs) one little bit and he's got this scowl 
But I do really like that the cable that goes from his back to his gun arm has this really, like, it's like a big, chunky, it's just animated very nicely. And also it's his- just yeah. this big, chunky thing. And his gun arm is huge. Yes, also yeah. his gun arm is huge. He's, I don't know, he's good, but he's got, like, a few too many spiky panels sticking off him from me. He's a little extreme 90 shockwave. Yeah, a little pointy. Like, shockwave, I think, is, he's awfully simple and logical and very boxy, sadly. Mm -hmm. Usually, his design is a little too complicated. I feel like shockwave is, probably gets, like, the least variation in his redesigns. Like, even movie shockwave Um, is a lot more, obviously, shockwave than most other movie like movie jazz or movie sideswipe, like yeah, he's a well, much you you look at him and you're like, oh yeah, it's that purple guy with the one eye and the well, big panel a, on his chest. He's also very simple. It's like chest panel, mostly dark purple, lots of silver gray accents, and a gun I mean, arm. The only big change that animated really made to him was making him spindly. And yeah. here, all they really do is add lots more little spiky panels to him. Yeah. And yeah. like I said, in the movie, it's just like they ran him through a movie design filter <laughs> that added a bunch of yeah. greeblies. It's the movie one's just like a siege toy of him. And also, he, like, he also he rode a giant uh, robotic dune worm. Yes. <laughs> yes, that was pretty cool. So, so yes, the shockwave is definitely very shockwave. It, it doesn't really like fall far from the shockwave tree anyway it turns out that he is he is the guy who stayed on cybertron because that's what shockwaves do yes that's his job babysitter Uh, in fact even in animated he stayed on cybertron yes he's the house sitter although it appears that unlike uh his generation one counterpart he did not spend that time on cybertron literally doing nothing yeah, occasionally being one. outwitted by ladies. The cartoon generation one was kind of the, the saddest of shockwaves. It's so sad. Cybertron just... shall be as you left it, Megatron, as I cannot get down from here. <laughs> G1 cartoon shockwave is so sad. Cool voice. What well, he was. Huh? Cool voice, though. Yeah, yeah. Really cool voice. Very good like, voice. The most he did in those four million years was build a little handgun that looks like him. <laughs> <laughs> I spent a lot of time on this. It's very detailed. Look, you see, it's me, but I'm little. <laughs> I'm going to, going to hold him with my regular hand, and then I have a gun on this hand. It's very cool. <laughs> Because I do not actually need to use this little tiny handgun I made. How did I make it with just one hand? It was very hard. That's why it took me four million years. (laughs) I'd have it almost done. Then I'd try to move it with the gun arm and it would break and I would have to start over again. (laughs) Oh, oh, I, I want more of G1 Shockwave as he's basically just a Venture Brothers character. (laughs) <laughs> yes. he really is. anyway so it turns out while he was there he he developed the cortical psychic patch which we saw all the way back in sick mind yep 
It's it's the thing that lets you connect to another Transformer's brain. Yes. And so he does this. He, he mind melds with RC forcibly, like uh, like Spock at the end of Undiscovered Country. Yeah. And, uh, and he gets the information out of there, and it turns out it is the Optimus Prime end of the movie speech. Yeah, hey, let's we get a Prime speech. Up Lincoln it's, Park. It's the first time we've had a real full Prime speech in a while. It has. Like, you're getting the last. You're, the last few I've counted were only kind of sorta. So th- this this one's number twelve of the series. <laughs> Everybody, take a drink. Yeah. Number ten and eleven were kind of squirrely because I was reaching for it. But yeah, it, yeah, it's a full come to Earth Prime speech. It's awesome, Autobots. Cool. There's no Decepticons yet, but they're coming. Yeah, L- Lincoln Park is playing. Shia LaBeouf <laughs> is making out with Megan Fox. The credits are about to roll. Yep. Icky Shia LaBeouf face. <laughs> <laughs> Let's all forget that. Let's all wipe that from our minds. Actual yeah. cannibal Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing he's done in a while? Possibly the best thing he's ever done. <laughs> I heard that um, that American Honey movie he's in is actually pretty good. I haven't seen it, but I hear it's what? pretty good. I haven't even heard about that. Oh, yeah, it's it's him and, like, a bunch of women who are going across the country selling magazine subscriptions. Uh-huh. What? Sure. Yeah. This premise does not sound good at all. <laughs> I heard it was good. I haven't seen it. <clears throat> anyway, so, uh, everybody has sort of assumed that RC is dead because I guess this patch thing is not good for your brain. Hmm. But anyway, RC is free, and, lo- and she's got those little doodads on her wrist, and she starts trying to cut her her bonds with it. Yes, because earlier Cliff Jumper had talked about how basically he had played dead for Starscream and gotten thrown, you know, into holding instead of being further interrogated. So apparently, RC has taken a a cue from that here and is pl- was playing dead and now she's yeah if those little bits on her arm are just specifically for like escaping that's pretty cool so anyway uh, uh cliff jumper sees that she's trying to do this and he starts to stall with that uh, with that mouth of his and he's all hey because shockwave is decided well we're done with you two time to kill you with my giant ass gun arm and he's all, oh, hey, Starscream, you big man. I guess you're not going to kill us, huh, you pussy? <laughs> and Starscream, unsurprisingly, rises to the bait. <laughs> yes. There is one thing you can say about Starscream. He is easily baited. Yeah. And so... <clears throat> so Starscream is all... uh or sorry, Shockwave was like, well, I guess, uh, I guess you better, uh, do this. I'm gonna go off and do something important. Yes. Because Starscream is gonna take his time with the, these torture oh, implements. And then RC gets free and kicks his ass and ties Yay. him to the table. Yay! And then he immediately folds under questioning and says that, oh yeah, Shockwave, this whole time he's actually been building a space bridge. Even though I guess space bridge technology was allegedly lost, but he Shockwave has been spending his time on this planet, like scavenging old technology, which again hard with only one hand. Yeah. yeah. He's probably got people to like. He probably makes the Viacons pick things up yes. for him. 
I employ only vehicons with the finest manual dexterity. <laughs> Let me see those cuticles, <laughs> mister. <laughs> anyway, so they uh, they knock him out, and now they're off to blow up this space bridge. So, and then, of course, RC does not want Cliffjumper around, because, of course, things didn't go so great the last time she had a partner, and now it's time for flashback within a flashback. She's very Sundere. Yeah. And this is where you sub in the Inception noise. Yes. <laughs> Boom. Boom. We did the. We did get back in the Arachnid episode that it was uh, her previous partner was named Tailgate, right? Yes. Yes. Poor Tailgate. Alas. Yeah. I mean, he was murdered by a giant spider monster, and. I kind of hope, you know, I'm I'm trying not to get close to you because I figure you too will also be murdered, and I'd feel really bad about that. Hmm. And he's like, "Nah, I'm awesome." No, I'm I'm not gonna die to the little Weasley guy we just strapped to a table who seems obsessed with killing me already, even before we beat him up. <laughs> yes, it's in in hindsight, maybe we should have killed him instead of strapping him to a table. Yeah. Uh, Oh, alternate continuity timeline thing. That would have changed a lot. Yeah. I mean, presumably Megatron never gets revived if Starscream's yeah. ne- never dicking around with dark energy. There would be no season one, uh, really. Yeah. Just change everything. Yeah. But, but yes, RC is very <clears throat> Sundere about it and, you know, is like, okay, fine. But it's not because I like you or anything. <laughs> Anyway, so they get to this space bridge. Cliffjumper does the old fake defection to distract the Viacons. Yes. Viacons are dumb. Whilst uh, RC goes off to sort of sabotage this via reversing the polarity of the neutron flow or something. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of one Pushing buttons. Anyway, it's kind of hilarious that it is now Cliffjumper who is faking being a traitor as opposed to... Accusing everybody else of being a traitor. <laughs> yes. Because that is a thing that Generation 1 Cliff Jumper does. Well, in yes. one episode, but that one episode was, it was like Gears. Like Gears was only in one episode, but that one episode really? was yeah. just all about Gears. I mean, see also Red Alert. Yes, and how he's like, super crazy all the time now because there was an episode about how he was crazy except it was specifically like out of the ordinary levels of crazy so yeah, yeah normally he's only yeah. mildly crazy yes normally he's he's only slightly above reasonable levels of paranoid i really like that episode so anyway, there is a big fight with shockwave starscream gets there as well um, they've damaged this space bridge. Uh, Shockwave is shot and disappears. It's time for punching. Yes. And so the Autobots, dis- and since this thing is already set to the Autobots location, they decide, well, we're just going to go through it and hopefully it doesn't explode before we get through it because that would probably be bad. I would guess that would probably be bad, but they seem to be pretty okay with it. So like Brundle fly bad. Either the chances of it exploding while they're in there are not actually that bad, or it might just collapse at one end and they just couldn't go back. Yeah. I don't know. But they seem pretty okay with these chances. 
Anyway, they get in there, and the space bridge is working okay, except for the fact that it has a shockwave in it. <laughs> yes. Oh, His oh, the gun makes the yes. weirdest noise. Yeah, I think is that due. To, I think that's due to the space bridge distortion or something, because it sounds really cool. Maybe. I, oh God, I love that noise. It's it's a weird, it's very like thong- yeah, I don't know. it's that's a weird twang. It's, yeah, there's twang. It's a weird audio effect that I I love. It's the best sound I've heard in this entire show. <laughs> yes, and it's <clears throat> maybe a while before we hear it again. And I'm sad. <laughs> but yeah, he's in there shooting at them. He manages to knock down Cliff Jumper with a shot, and and then RC matrixes around the next shot and hits him in the eyeball. The big target. Like, oh, my, my one giant glaring weakness. How did you shoot me in my singular glowing eye? Oh. In my glowing red target. It, it's kind of like this episode was written as a video game level almost. Oh, I feel like Polyphemus. Yeah. You gotta escape and then, 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 oh, oh yeah, she is no man. Um, uh, oh, wait, oh no, it was nobody that, 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 yeah, was. that, yeah, no. My, my mythology uh, the, is very rusty. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so they get on Earth, the space bridge explodes, and uh, they say, well, I guess we're partners now. Uh, time for us to go find Optimus. And I can't remember, is this where we pick them up? At the... In the I premiere? Think there's a little bit in between, because <sighs> presumably there's the part where they find Optimus. Yeah, I think yeah. Optimus has already met Cliffjumper at this point, or by the yeah. time. Yeah, get alt modes, but, like, it, it, it's not that, it may not be that far away from the first episode, it may be, like, an episode previous. There was one point where they're going to the space bridge, where they finally get down to Cybertron and they're going to the space bridge, and it really felt like they should be driving because they were walking for a somewhat significant distance. And then I was like, oh, that's right. They don't have models of them in non-Earth modes. Yeah, and they don't have robot modes of them in that either, which is why they kind of, Cliff Timber clearly has car parts on him. Yes. Yeah, like his headlights are very obvious. They should have like taken the headlights and, and the license plate bit off his belly at least. Nope. Yeah, you think you just take some parts off? But maybe that's not how the models work. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a 3D modeler. No. I don't art. I don't. Slayer I just, and textures. I just dissect be? stories. I don't dissect yeah. art. And so that is, and so then with the, you know, we, we now end our flashback. Uh, you know, Miko has learned a valuable lesson about partners or something. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and it is, it is, she's learned also, not to go one step closer to the edge because she was about to break or whatever. <laughs> I feel like Miko has learned an important lesson that probably people her age tend to need to learn, which is that like, other people have gone through what you've been through, and maybe you shouldn't just tell them to GTFO. Wait, well, she's a teenager. That that um, that's a long phase where you don't realize that. Yeah, yeah. And so everything that's, is fresh and new and only happening to me. That's a very important lesson for her to learn from from RC. That you know, we're I I know other people know what you're going through, so it's okay to like 
lean on them and don't be mean to Bumblebee. <laughs> He's a good kid. And so we cut to the sunset and that's the end of the episode. It's, it's an enjoy. I kind of liked it as a change of pace from the tr- traditional prime episode. Yeah. yeah. It was nice. It was nice to see Cliff like Jumper again. Sundere RC. Even yeah, though nice. it was the different voiced Cliff Jumper. And we got a shockwave. Yes. And coming in like another half season, we'll get even more shockwave. Oh, yeah, it would Jeez. have been kind of weird to have them, like, make a model for him for one episode. Well, apparently the plan was that they were going to kill him off at the end of this huh. episode, and that was going to oh, be it. Gee, that's, wow. that, then it's even more ridiculous that it, his model looks the way it is. Why didn't they just stick, like, well, maybe, you know, Megatron or they something? They were going to kill him off, and then Hasbro was like, hey, maybe we're making a toy. Why don't you maybe make it more Haven't like this toy yet. that we've made? Yeah, possibly. <laughs> Anyway, so, uh, so yeah, I did get. Oh yeah, I don't think the toy came out to the third season because no, because it, it came it out with the Beast like, Hunters. Yeah, it has yes. extra Beast Hunter parts you can stick on or take off. That I immediately can't. took off. Yes, yeah, yeah that I mean, everyone immediately took off of all. He's of in their a box somewhere. Toys. I don't know if I have the other parts, <laughs> the armor parts yeah. anymore. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so that is, uh, that is it for this episode. Uh, we'll be back next week, but until then, you can find us all over the internet, on Twitter, on Facebook, and still kind of on Tumblr. And we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, uh, where we have Patreon set up to help with our hosting fees and other expenses. That is patreon.com slash iaconunderground. And maybe by the time this goes live, we'll have figured out what we're doing for April, uh, until endgame comes out maybe they'll decide to release endgame early i know um something is something was coming out what the, i forget what was first up on the docket i i, I had a plan at one point but i forget <laughs> we'll figure it out yeah and uh, of course you guys also have a news podcast over on icon underground that i will soon guest on yes or we'll have, or we'll have on guessed it time on this comes out because like timey wimey um, flashback stuff. That's right. I think WrestleMania was last week uh, when this okay. episode comes out, but it was recording before. It's uh, oh no, wimey. is it going to be you guys talking about WrestleMania and me like no fidget? I also I, do not like, like wrestling. Dismantling everything on my desk out of boredom. I tried to get into WrestleMania a few years ago and and wrestle stuff. It, it's I, there's just too much goddamn WWE <laughs> wrestling on for me to have an interest. I I get it vicariously through other people's podcasts. Wrestling was lost to me when I was ten years old and discovered that my cousin Bubba was super into it. <laughs> and it will forever be the thing that my cousin Bubba is super into. I don't even oh. know if he cares about it anymore. But he was into it when I was ten. Well, with a name like Bubba, you It's know. dead. <laughs> anyway, we'll be back next week, because we need you. We need you. We need you for a new recruit. <laughs> Who's the new recruit? I guess we'll find out. That's right. So until then, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David Jen.